You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 49. Today on the show, we're joined by Tracy Spencer, who's a life and creative business coach, writer, speaker, and kundalini yoga teacher. She's on a mission to help women kick self-doubt to the curb, bringing their heart's visions to life. She literally takes the fluff out of living your light work, and she's all about creating big-hearted vision and amplifying your life through your light work. This episode is really juicy. Tracy and I get into such amazing topics. We talk about walking away from things that misalign with you, stepping out of the ticking to-do list, how to be a full expression of yourself, mastering the feelings of fear and letting go of fear of failure. We talk about judgment. We talk about focusing on your energy of your own work, not the description of it, and the importance of support as a woman. Not to mention, of course, we weave in menstrual cycle awareness and Tracy shares how she flows through her own cycle and is still following her light work. So sit back and enjoy this episode wherever you are. Let's get into it. All right, Tracy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Woo! I'm excited. I'm excited to riff with you. (laughs) Sorry. We kick off every episode like this, but tell everyone who's listening, what day of your cycle are you on and what are you checking in with right now with your body? Yes, I am day 24. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm coming up against the edges of my autumn now. And um, this, is a, this is always actually the trickiest part of my cycle, this transition part um, that I find I start to get almost a little bit wobbly where I'm like, I'm not quite in my summer. I'm not quite in my fire, but I'm also not ready to go into my womb cocoon mm-hmm. yet. So I'm, I'm in, I'm in the transition. I'm in the, I'm good, but I don't, I'm, I'm rolling with it day by day. Roll, roll with it. Roll with it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, tell the listeners, um, what is it that you do? So I did read out your bio and kind of gave everyone a bit of an intro for you, but what is, like taking the fluff out of living your light work like what is what is this tell us yes oh god the no bs version of chasing your dreams can i say that as a summary yeah that's fantastic um cutting the fluff out we just riffed about this a little bit gem um Mm. about how this is really the time that we're in is that we don't want fluffy things and we don't want to dance around our fears and we don't want to be living as a little floating head going through all of our doubts and everything. It's like, we don't have time for doubt. We have work to do. We have people to serve. We have beautiful visions to birth and create and we have queendoms to build, you know? Mm. So I think just taking all the excess out and just getting really focused is what it's about. Like focus on the vision and owning it and going all in. And tell us, how did you get into this work? Because I love that the whole no BS approach to chasing and fulfilling your dreams, mm. but how does one get into the work? And I know you work with men and women, right? Mostly but women. Mostly women. Men in my community. Yeah. Yeah. But how did, how did you get into this work? Because I know you kind of started out as a Kundalini yoga teacher. And you've like kind of migrated into this beautiful, 
I'll let you finish the sentence off, but like, how did you come into this beautiful woman of change and, you know, helping others, you know, create big hearted visions? Yeah. I think there was always this part of me, like when I first started my, let's just for lack of better terms, call it spiritual awakening or awakening journey um, about six, seven years ago, I think I just started to catch glimpses of teaching and speaking and really just like lighting a fire for people. And like, when I look back at that, I wasn't even at that stage when I was catching glimpses of that. I was like, how the fuck? Like what, like teach, like what about, like, what am I going to talk about? I don't really know. And I often say like that part of your purpose, like finds you when you find yourself. So it really started to be an unraveling of like, okay, I'm starting to walk away from some misaligned things. I'm starting to like feel this fire in my belly starting to brew. I'm catching glimpses of this vision. I'm starting to show up a little bit different, differently for what I want and what I'm worth. And just, just that unraveling that I think many people are either in right now. And it's actually a continuous thing. Um, but it really just started with me actually learning more about myself and showing up in environments where I would see in other people, hey, I want that. I feel something in me that's resonating with that or I'm feeling something come alive when I'm in these environments. Um, so that led to, yeah, to backtrack that led to starting as a personal trainer to a look after my own health first. And I think, let's be honest, most people start as a personal trainer. That's somewhere for so many people that become coaches. Um, they usually start in that, you know, getting your own health back on track. Yeah. Um, I see it too. I see it too. Yeah. Nutrition. I yeah. see so many women who were like, they reach out and they're like, Gem, I want to learn how to connect and help women with like menstrual cycle awareness. Yes. I'm on this journey and I, like, I'm doing it and I want to help others. Yes. And um, yeah, I work with them and mentor them and yeah, it's definitely possible, but it always starts with yourself. Yeah. And that's why I talk about light work all the time. Like light work is about turning your own light on. It's that self leadership, right? Leading yourself first. So personal trainer, that was number one. Like that was at a time where I was like, I just feel like shit and I don't want to treat my body like this anymore. And I don't want to have these thoughts about myself anymore. That was number one which then led to becoming a coach um, and studying life coaching, which then <laughs> led to becoming a Kundalini yoga teacher, which then somehow activated this part of me that's like, I got to speak and I got to serve and I got to teach. And it just like naturally and organically unfolded like that. But I think, like you said, when you start to um, usually the first thing connect with your body, but connect with, you know, parts of you that start to come alive again, you naturally are like, I got to tell people about this. Why am I looking around and there's so many people disconnected? Why am I looking around and people surrounded by people, people and feeling so alone? Why, why are people like telling me, oh, I wish I could do this, but you know, I'm not the kind of girl that could do that or I'm not good enough or like that's only for them. Like I was starting to just, you know, hear that so much in my circle and I was like, well, who the fuck is going to teach them they can do that? And that's where the light went on for me. I want to teach. And it unfolded from there. And now you're an amazing teacher with like, and here we are. Yeah. An amazing program an amazing, like amazing in-person events. Mm. All right. Well, let's crack, let's crack open a really great topic. I am seeing this a lot with my coaching clients. And so mm. when I work one-on-one -on -one, to give you a bit of a background with women, a lot of the times they come to me with a challenge with their health and mm. it can be menstrual cycles. Sometimes it's to do with their gut. Sometimes it's to do with acne mm. um, or a mental um, instability and through Ayurvedic psychology, all of this works, right? 
but it always evolves opening up into your emotions and your actions and your lifestyle. And some of the biggest challenges I, I see in multiple clients that I work with and inside the Well Women Academy is the challenge of I want to feel fulfilled, but I'm constantly being driven to achieve. Mm. You know, we live in a world of achievement where we're, you know, get the best grade, have the best body, you know, get a best, like get the best house. And I'm on a rant now, but I recently <laughs> saw, I think it was yesterday, a, an Instagram post of a, um, a lady who I reached out, who's going to join us on the podcast soon. Who's, she's like, same age as me. She's like, I'm 33. I'm single. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. I don't have the perfect white picket fence. <laughs> and my life is a disaster. Mm. And I'm like, I, I totally get with that because that's all achievement rather than fulfillment. So mm -hmm. let's open this can of worms. Mm. You good for it? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And yeah, I see it all the time. And I, and you know, there's been part of my journey where I feel like I've probably brought into that collective narrative um, of uh, chasing the shiny things or ticking the to-do list off. That mm. was very much the part of, you know, the start of my journey being at uni, just all those basic things that we kind of go through. And then just one day being like, well, why don't I feel anything? Why do I have all these things and I feel fucking nothing? So I think the key thing to remember here is that the shoulds are never going to satisfy your soul. The shoulds are never going to satisfy you. And they're not meant to. Like we're here to be a full expression of us and that's going to look different to everyone else. And I think it's especially with our, with our social media world right now, it's so easy to like convince yourself that you want someone else's life or convince mm. yourself that you want someone else's vision or someone else's dream or someone else's goal. I love get, that. Like how easy is it to you? Like, oh, that looks good. Like, I think I want that. And then you're like hustling your way to get it, still feeling nothing or, or thinking you need to get that and it's going to give you some satisfaction and being like, wait a second, like, do I even want this? That's been over the last couple of years. That's actually been quite a present thing for me of um, different businesses that I've built or different paths that I've taken um, all in support of my vision, all in my alignment, but getting to a point where like I started to feel some cracks in it. And I was like, okay, if I'm being like 100% honest with my heart right now, is this actually what I want? And the answer was no, you know, like my head wanted it. And like, it looked really shiny and awesome. But when I stripped it all back, I think it's a really courageous thing to take all the shiny stuff out and be like, do I actually want this? Mm. Or am I just scared of the space it will create if I let it go? This is beautiful. You know and I know everyone listening is probably thinking, fuck, that's yeah. deep. It is though. And it, the thing is that it's also so simple, but we just clog our life up with things and we don't have the courage to, um, um, to just really, to really tune in and like really reground and recenter sometimes because we can get overwhelmed with all the amazing stuff out there. But I think just make sure that the thing you're chasing is your thing. Yes. So for the women who are listening, Trace, like if they have a vision, and a goal of something that they wish to achieve. And let's just say it doesn't have to be a business. It could yeah. be a hobby. Mm -hmm. And then they're kind of going down the wrong path because they're doing what the cool thing is that everyone else is doing. Mm. Um, 
what's some like what are some things because i know this is your area of expertise what are some things that they could do or how can they identify that they're going down the wrong rabbit hole and redirect themselves mm-hmm. i think the, the first thing to observe is and very coachy 101 is are you feeling the way you want to feel mm. because usually if we just take a second we're like okay I'm not actually feeling the way I want to feel, but over here, when I spend a little bit of time doing these things, why do I feel like most myself? Where am I feeling like my life force is kind of being turned down and where is it being turned up? Um, so that, that's really important. The second thing I want to say here, and, and this can be in relation to, um, you know, if, if you do have a vision right now, like you said beautifully, whether it's a relationship vision, whether it's um, you're calling a, your community, you're building a business, you want to write a book, like whatever it is, when you first catch a glimpse of that, usually we get so overwhelmed because it physically feels so far away from our current reality. And here's the thing, it's actually meant to. The universe is like dangling a little carrot now for you to start walking in a new direction. And I always say this about your vision, like you wouldn't have been shown it if you weren't meant to own it. Mm. It's like, it's not airy, it's not fluffy, it's not fake it's like the cookies are starting to lead you in a direction. So the easiest way to kind of break that down, there's always, and if anyone um, ever listens to my podcast, there's an episode called Do the Draft Copy. And this is one of my favorite teachings because it gets us out of our head and into our body really quick and out of the overthinking, procrastination, fluffiness that many of us go through and into into the doing, into the creating. So doing the draft copy means okay, I can see my vision and it feels really fucking far away from my reality, from my bank account, from all the things right now. But what if all I had to do was get in the energy of that vision now as best I can? Mm. That's the most important thing to be in the energy of that vision to keep the energy moving. So this is why I say do the draft copy. Okay. I want to write a book. So there's 10 things between now and me writing a book that I need to focus on. So the first one If I want to be a writer, how about I start writing a blog? How about I start writing in my journal each day? How about I start writing on Instagram posts, sharing, whatever? I'm in the energy of writing a book now before I need to write the book. Okay, I want to teach an online program. Fuck, that's so far away. I don't even have a website, blah, 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 all the things. Great. Do you have two girlfriends that you could invite over to sit in your lounge room once a week and you can teach them the things you want to teach from the course? The shiny stuff doesn't matter. You being in the energy of it is what matters. Okay. So instead of going from zero to a hundred in one day, you're going from zero to one. And when you're in this, in that one, in that two, in that three, in those draft copies, you become a magnet for the next draft copy. Mm. That's how I've built my whole business, right? Is I'm not judging what it looks like now. My most important thing is that I'm in the energy of teaching. I'm in the energy of speaking. I'm in the energy of serving over and over again, no matter if it's two people, 20 people, 200. I don't give a shit about that. I give a shit that I'm showing up and I'm creating. Yes, I love that. That takes the overwhelm out, right? Because everyone, and even in a relationship, if, if what you want to do is build a community or build your, your, your soul squad or whatever it might be, how can I get in the energy of that? Great, okay, I need to show up to some yoga classes. I need to show up to a workshop. I need to um, show up to the environment where there's people like me in that environment. You know, mm-hmm. put yourself in you know, be active in the creation of what you want, not just sitting there and meditating on it. That's really helpful, but also getting up and putting yourself in the energy of things is, is actually a lot more helpful. 
I don't know. I, I think I went on a tangent with that, but I hope that no, it got to that. Yeah, it's <laughs> perfect. And I know that I do know that, like, I know the well, well women community so well. And I know that they can all resonate with this because it's the feeling that you get. And I always, the way that I kind of explain it, Trace, is through, and it's funny, this is an ancestral theory that I learned through nutrition and health and well-being um, in studying ancestral health, but the theory of expansion and contraction, mm-hmm. you know, so our body expands and contracts. So pupils expand and contract, lungs expand mm. and contract, heart expands and contracts, your menstrual cycle expands and contracts. Mm. So everything in your body has a flow of expansion and contraction as does the tides, the moons, the planet, nature, the seasons, everything in your life is about expansion and contraction. Mm. And when it comes to what it is that you love, and just yesterday I had, um, I did an Instagram takeover for um, a place where I studied years and years ago. And I had a a girl reach out. She's like, I've just become a coach. And, Mm. you know, I want to know, like, how did you find your niche and stick to it? And I was just like, uh, There's no straight way to answer this apart from you won't have the same niche because (laughs) as you grow, your expansion is going to grow too. And that's what happens in relationships. That's what happens in your career. That's why you might love something now, but then in a year's time, you don't love it anymore. Yeah. And it's about following that. But this is the challenge. A lot of women experience fear. Mm. Yeah. And the fear holds them back. Yeah. So for the women listening who are like, oh, but, but I want to, but, 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 I, 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 you know? Yeah. What is cha-cha, the cha-cha fear. That's such a good analogy, the cha-cha. Is how, like, what are some guiding like tips and steps that you would give to someone who's got this vision and they can see that they want to make the shift and the change, but they're stuck in the future of fear. Yeah. Yeah. So before I answer that, I want to echo two things that you just said about niche. I want to give everyone full permission right now to stop trying to find their fucking niche. That is literally getting in the way of you serving because you're Mm. like, what age are they? What's their freaking eye color? What song did they listen to this morning? Were they ever breakfast? Like, no, focus on the energy of your work rather than the specific label of the person you're here to serve. Okay. Like, great. Have a general idea of that, but I'm doing my greatest work when I'm just being fully myself. Right. Like, and I, and I think that's the way of creating a niche. It's kind of from Mm. the inside out. Like your community will see you when you be you. And if you just focus on what do I love to teach? What do I love to serve? Like what's my gift? That's when you attract rather than like, okay, what age are they? You know, like I look at my community and I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck if you're 18 or 68. Like if I can help you, like come right in. Let's do it. If you vibe with me, let's do it. Um, so I just wanted to kind of Echo, post, a I love that. Yeah. post a note. Like just stop stressing so much about that. Um, the second thing I want to echo from you, which you beautifully said about um, how we're constantly changing and expanding and evolving your vision's going to change as your vibration changes. Mm. Full stop. Full stop. How weird would it be if we never changed in the last three years, five years, six months, if we didn't change at all? People be like, are you a robot? People want to see us in our seasons to know that we're a human being just like them. Mm-hmm. They want to see all parts of us. They want to see our transitions and how we navigate it. They want to see us um, 
awakening more, becoming more lit up by our work. Like they want to feel the 360 of us. And I think so many of us are just trying to be so, um, I want to nail it. And I can only talk about this when I know exactly what I'm going to do. And like, no one knows exactly what they're going to do. That's the point of creative energy. It's always Half moving. the time I have no freaking idea what Mate, it is. Mate, same. <laughs> I'm like, I, I tried it. I used to be, and I'm just going to echo, I'm going to re-echo what you said because I just, when you wrote about, like, or you wrote, I wrote it down, but you said, you know, experiencing the 360 view. For the women listening, <sighs> this is you living in your menstrual cycle. This is you having your creative flows and then the time when you're like, I'm turning my phone off and I'm not touching my computer for three days and I'm sorry, but I don't want to cook dinner tonight. Whereas a week ago or a week and a half ago, you were like, everybody out of the kitchen. I'm in my creative flow. (laughs) Like this is my area. Yeah. Like, like you're mad at the kids because they're ruining your creative flow. Yeah. But it's, this is the same thing is that the, the world craves you being in your body Mm -hmm. as your body is on every day. And that's like the complete, like, like echo. Yeah, so I want to exactly say, I right. I love, I love that. It's a beautiful that, reminder. Yeah. That's so overlaps. Yep. Honor the seasons and like own them. Mm. Um, so let's jolt back to, let's talk about the fear situation. Yeah, the, fear. the I actually have this term that I, um, that I've recently been teaching about called expansion anxiety. And it's mm-hmm. about when we start to, um, when we've just made a decision or we've taken the leap or we've showed up or we've, you know, put ourselves out there and our nervous system automatically goes, we, we either hold it or we start to jump all of our energy from our lower energy centers into our higher chakras of like, did I say the wrong thing? Fuck, that was really irresponsible. I should have saved that money and put it towards my house, not towards my personal development. Fuck, I told that person something I shouldn't have told them. I'm not ready to hire the coach. I'm actually, I'm too scared. No, I'm not, I don't want to do it. I'm going back to my safe job, all the things. And you, that anxiety in your nervous system really starts to activate, right? And mm. I think that, that's a reason that I teach doing the draft copy on your dreams to take the overwhelm out of the big thing, like take the bigness out of it. Stop putting it on a pedestal, making it bigger than you and charging it up because that is what is jolting your nervous system. What about... Okay, cool. I'm experiencing some fear. Guess what? This is part of the gig. I know this now. I know it's not going away. But I also know that my desire to create, to serve, to teach, to you know, build a family is so much stronger than any of that fear. Like my desire to serve is so much more powerful than my fear of what someone's going to fucking say about me. Like truly, I keep anchoring into that all the time. So the point of doing the draft copy or the first step, or there's a term where you can say, you know, go for the low hanging fruit, go for just like the easiest, most least resistance next step. So you don't get such a jolt to your nervous system and arc up that safety mechanism and that fear of I'm just kind of like prepping myself. I've got my training wheels on. I don't need to worry about going into like the race right now. I'm just in the energy. I'm just showing up for the first thing. I'm just doing one step at a time. Oh, I'm starting to flex the muscle. This is starting to feel fun. I'm starting to get confident. I'm starting to ground into my gifts. It's not feeling like such a big deal now. You know, so I think the fear comes from when we put so much energetic charge on the bigness and the shininess and make it bigger than us. Mm -hmm. That's the fear because we take our energy out of our body. You're spot on. And the story that we create, often fear comes with like the story that yeah. isn't even your story. Mate, exactly. <laughs> like 
There's a really great book and I'm looking at it on my bookshelf right now. It's called The Happiness Trap. Oh, yeah. By Russ Harris. He's an Aussie. And I read that book, oh, like four years ago, maybe, maybe even a little bit longer. I can't remember when I read it. But the trap of your story and how you keep yourself back. Yeah. And this is the same when it comes to putting yourself first, like you were saying about like investing in yourself, mm. investing in the coach, investing in a personal development program, investing mm. in a product to support you, whatever mm. it is, is if you are living in fear, you're naturally going to be held back. And it's only, it's not even real because the future hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, um, yeah. No, you go. I was, I was going to say that I'm sure that you have a lot of women that talk about fear of failure, right? Mm. Being a, being a big, being a big block for them or, or fear of judgment. They seem to be the two ones that, um, I, I notice a pattern in a lot of women that I, um, mentor. Those are the big ones, right? And I kind of just want to like cut some fluff on that right now while I have yes. this opportunity. Um, so let's talk about fear of judgment. That is only ever charged up because you have once upon a time judged another woman for being in her power. That's the only reason you're scared of judgment is because you, you know that you have judged another woman in her power before and you're scared that someone's going to do that to you now. That's all it is, right? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I recognize that I've done that before and that's why I'm scared because I know as a woman there's going to be other women that probably judge me because I've done it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we can just soften into that. of like, okay, yeah, I understand why I have that story now. And um, what was the second thing we were going to talk on? Just dropped out of my head. Judgment and failure, failure. So um, I love that this, the stories thing is coming up here and how you said everyone's just like creating from the future and it hasn't even happened yet. It's so never about fear of failure. It's about the fear of what might happen if you get what you want. Mm. that's where the resistance comes from. So let me paint a picture and give an example. Um, a woman in my um, uh, Lightworkers Academy last year, I remember um, walking her through this process and she was like, I feel like, my, like I'm ready to go next level on my business and I know there's so much abundance there and I know like opportunities are coming in and I'm just so grateful, but I'm also just so scared. And I said, okay, you're not scared of the fact that you're going to fail. Tell me what you're scared of that might happen if you t- say yes to these, if you go next level in your abundance in whatever. And she said, well, I'm really scared that if I take on too much, I'm going to have to put my child in daycare for two days a week and they're going to think I'm the worst mum in the world. That was what she was scared of. And I said, okay, honey, do you think that you get to decide if you do that? Or do you get to decide if you want to hire someone to come on your team and you spend more time with your family? You know, and it just dissolved that resistance. She didn't realize that she was blocking herself and causing all this tension in her body because she thought she might have to do that if she starts to earn more money. So I think this is, um, I feel like this will be potent for your community as well of how many of us stop growing because we're scared we might outgrow our friends or our partner or our family. And that, mm. that is the resistance. It's not that we don't think we can fucking create what we want. It's not that we don't think we can't go big and be happy and all of those things. It's what if I grow so much that uh, I outgrow people around me or they start thinking that I think that I'm better than them or whatever it might be. Um, it's like people that want to get healthy and then 
they're like, well, all my friends eat Maccas. So if I stop eating that, then we have nothing in common and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have friends anymore. And I had a bit of a laugh at this because I spoke about it at my events on the weekend about how there's this, sometimes there's this transition when you're really honoring what's true for you now and you're going through your evolution and you're, and you're changing and you're, you know, shifting into your alignment. And there's usually this void where it's literally just like you and your cat and you're like, where do all my friends go? <laughs> because you're in this like um, reorganizing of, okay, these things maybe aren't super in alignment and I want to attract what is, but that can be that time. So if you've had that before, right now where you are in your next up level, you might have this unconscious fear of like, fuck, if I keep growing, I'm going to have no one. Yes. It's real, right? It is. It's yeah. so real. And I actually refer to this as your environment is mm. that your environment will change in the sense of how you want to decorate your home yeah. to how your fridge looks to mm. what you keep in your bathroom to the people, like to where you shop, to yeah. how you shop, to the people you spend time with. And so a lot of it's a lot of people experience this and then they go, Oh, okay. Now I understand the environment. But if I said it to someone at the start, look, your whole environment is going to change and you just need to be aware of it, but you are changing. So naturally things are going to change. And if people judge you because of your change, like the amount of people that are women that I've seen where they've like, look, I've stepped into understanding my cycle and you know, I really just want, I, I'm working at honoring my inner winters where I just don't go to the gym as much and you know, I'm cutting out this and I'm resting more and I'm not being as hard on myself. And I ask my partner to help and they just don't want to help mm. or they just like want me to do the same thing every day. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you think is going to most support you? And naturally their response is like, well, what it is that I'm asking for. And I'm mm. like, well, you want to have your environment support you. And mm. sometimes that means you grow closer to your partner. Sometimes that can mean you drift away from your partner a little bit. But that provides an opportunity for them either to drift with you closer or they drift further apart. And that's how relationships come to, yeah. a, I guess, a, a starting point of the end. Yeah. And reorganize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, just because this has been present on my mind this morning with another conversation I had, I think this could be um, yeah, share supportive it, for some women, um, is let's just be really mindful of the different dynamics of the different relationships in our lives and what it is we think we need from them all. Okay. Mm. So here's the thing. Um, and I actually learned this from my partner um, and we're having a conversation about like, you know, sometimes your parents don't necessarily understand your business vision. Okay. You know, when they're a bit old school and you're like, no, this sort of, and they're like, how does that work? Like how are you making yeah. money? Um, and they don't understand. And, you're trying to convince and you're trying to get them on board and you're trying to prove yourself and have the acceptance and all those things. And I remember Luke saying to me like, what if you actually don't need that business advice or business acceptance or business support from your parents? What if that actually comes from your mentor? What if that comes from your soul squad? So it's like with the cycle thing, it's like, okay, can I have like, can I, is there like three women in my life that I can text when I'm in my winter and just, you know, say, this is how I'm feeling. And I just wanted to share or whatever, yes. like, you know, a, another girlfriend of mine, they're talking a lot about um, boundaries, how to set better boundaries and stuff like that. And she's got a boundary buddy. So she doesn't need her partner to like um, 
talk about boundaries and get all excited because he's just like, I don't really get it, but you do you, boo. Like, I love it anyway. So she's like, I've got someone, I've got my boundary buddy that I feel seen and heard and received. So oh, I don't so important that from my partner. I can yes. just be with my partner, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I like praise this because this is actually why I created the Well Women Academy. Exactly. Which is just like a supportive, self-paced like community. Yeah where women and they come in every day. Hey, I'm feeling like this and I don't know what to do. Or I'm on day 24 of my cycle and this is coming up for me and I'm really, really agitated, but I'm about to bleed and I've got this event on the weekend. I don't know how to prepare for it. Like, what would you guys do? Yeah. Like nearly every day we get posts like this inside the Academy. And that's what women don't recognize that they actually need is Mm -hmm. we are as women, we are communal based. We are the feminine essence is not singular as the masculine is it's community based. It's about connection and community. Mm. And um, that's why like you mostly work with women, I would say is because the community that you form with that, the women vibe on that men vibe on community too. Like they love their bromance and having good mates and like, I'm trying to not be heterosexual here, but in general, yeah, yeah, it's completely different. And Mm. If you think about the relationships with girlfriends versus like Luke and his guy friends, you know, they can speak once a month and be like, yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. And like they catch up and like they get like, it's just great. Whereas women, they're like, oh my God, like I messaged her four days ago and she hasn't replied to my message yet. Yeah. You're like, are they dead? (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, oh, she was really, really snappy at me and I don't know what's going on. But Mm. that's because we have cycles. So we actually cycle Mm. together and then cycle apart and then cycle together and cycle apart. And that's literally the whole reason why I created the Academy, education and community. Um, So I'm so glad that you said that. So thanks for bringing that up because it is possible to gain support elsewhere. And if you have a vision, like let's come back to the topic is because we're so good at ranting. Yeah. <laughs> having a bit of a riff. But if, if it comes back to like having a vision and how can I like create this mm. is get support somewhere. Yeah. And I think there's just such a huge misconception around leadership. It's like leaders go first. And I 100% agree with that. But I want to break down the barrier of leaders go alone mm. because that is a big story. And a lot of us women are like, no, I need to figure it out myself. And I need to fucking just like, focus and keep pushing and it's like let your community freaking hold you let your community like pour energy into your dreams like I visualize it when I think about like my my squad and people that have supported me just to get to here I'm like those women are like my pelvic girdle like they're my that's where I can be really grounded like that's who I've got to to trust and to hold me when I'm having shitty days or having good days or when I'm you know on day whatever, like 27 and my fucking ego is like up in my grill even more than usual. You know, that, that one particular day that you're just like, come on, give it a rest. Um, they're like, they're my, they're my skeleton. They're my pelvic girdle, right? Holding my dreams as well. It's not just me. And when you can like really allow yourself to be supported in that way, you go so much further. Mm-hmm. Oh, you totally do. And that's yeah. the importance of community. Yeah. So just forget, forget the story about I need to do it all on my own because honestly I've tried that and it's fucking painful and it gets you to a certain point for sure um mm. but just let your dreams be supported let your body be supported let let your heart be supported in whatever way that can come fantastic I love this Trace. let's link this into 
our cycle because I know that you're very in tune and understanding your cycle. Mm. So how does, and we had um, Emily Osmond on the show like late last year and we talked a little bit about how she links her business activities Mm. in with her cycle. Mm. But let's talk about your emotions in the sense of fear and your expansiveness versus your contractiveness at the different times of your cycle. Like how do you link and like, I call it living in tune with your cycle. How do you tune your cycle to tune and support what you're doing in your lifestyle with your business and um, your creative like ventures? Yeah. First things first. And I want to say this because it's literally just happened to me in the last month. Mm. We have to remember that our cycle has a natural intelligence over us. Like it Mm. is our cycle. Like is fucking knows what is going on. So had this experience in January where my cycle was really late and I don't usually have that. I actually really am really blessed to have a regular, usually pain-free cycle. And January was just so out of whack. And I actually feel like collectively a lot of women had the same thing, either had really painful period, a late period. Yeah. And I remember reading this thing on Instagram and I I wish I could remember who wrote it, but I can't in this moment. Um, And she said, because in Australia, we have a lot going on right now. There was stuff happening over recent fires and stuff like that. Our cycle, and the same thing was happening here. There was two patterns. Our cycles were late, and a lot of women that were pregnant were going overdue by a couple of weeks. Yes, I saw that. I noticed that too. Yes. And what was happening is what our body is so intelligent. It was telling us it's not safe conditions I need to hold on Mm -hmm. to my blood and to my baby. Is that not the most, like, I get goosebumps saying that. Is that the most powerful thing? Like. Our body is always working with us. We're just not always listening. The only role of the body is to protect you. Yes. Like, period. Like, pardon the pun, but duh, full stop. Trust it. Your body's your guru. Yes. yes. So I remember when I was having this, this late cycle and I was like, oh, my God, like, I got my events coming up and my body's a bit out of whack and I'm just not sure what's going on. I don't feel super stressed, but just something wasn't right. Mm. And then I eventually when I had my bleed, it was like quite a – a long and um, a little bit achy, achier than usual. So when I finally like had my release and then when I had my events, I was like bang in my spring, bang on my ovulation for both events. Week but if your right. period had to come a little bit yes, earlier, you would have been I in your autumn and like, ah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like my cycle was like literally getting the bird's eye view of like, cool, I'm tapped into Trace's vision and her creativity and I know she needs to be on and I know she needs to be in her focus and in her fire and Mm. in her radiance. So I'm just going to extend this cycle a little bit longer because I know what's coming and this is going to support her. So that's the first thing I want to say is like your cycle knows what's up, trust it and listen to it and work with it. Mm. Um, So just kind of underlying all of that is I know my best times to work is my first two weeks after I bleed. So I know that my spring, I usually get um, really giddy and excited. And I, I usually have all the things I'm like, I want to share and I want to put things out there. And I'm like in my writing flow, what I've done in the past is go from zero to 10 too quickly in my spring, especially cause I am like a triple fire sign. So like mm. I, I work on getting shit done. That's my zone. Um, but I often go like the second I start to feel that energy come back after my bleed, I'm like, woohoo, like it's go time. Let's go. And what I've learned to do in the last six months is give myself an extra 24 to 48 hours before I really switch back into work mode. And I know not everyone has the luxury to do that, but 
That just means don't go straight into an eight hour work day or don't go straight into your emails doing 45,000 things at once, like just half day work for that Mm. transition. Because it's like the analogy that I see is if you go to the gym and you haven't been for a while and you go and like squat 50 kg and you're like, I was not ready for that. It's like your spring is when you're like, I'm just going to get the resistance bands and the fitness ball and I'm just going to ease into it. Not like I'm going straight to bodybuilding on day one. That's the analogy, right? Mate, we're up in the gym. It's four kilos. Like the weight. It's got to, you got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're, spot, you're, you're spot on. And that's exactly why we teach this in like the Well Women Academy is how to like yes. actually like process all this. But I love hearing what you, the way that you do it. Yeah, because I've just burnt myself out too much in that first week going from mm. zero to 10. So I'm like, cool, let's ease back into it. Um, I often find actually just skipping back to winter, that's usually I rest as much as I can in winter because I know when I'm on, I'm on. And yeah. I know that if I don't take that time, I, I can't last the cycle. And I, my creative energy is my number one priority in my life and my business, you know? Yeah. So I need to respect that and yeah. rise when I need to rise and rest when I need to rest. But the winter, I often dream quite a lot in my winter, like the first couple of days of my bleed, I feel like your intuition is quite highly activated. It is. So like pay attention, like dream, um, write it down, journal, catch some little glimpses, like use that rich, fertile time to really like, you know, get the downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so spring, we're easing into it. Ovulation is like my, my, for a lot of women, I guess, our peak zone. You know, we're feeling good. Our skin's fucking clear. We're getting on the Insta stories. We're feeling radiant, all the things. Um, <gasps> wanting to be out in the world. That's where I, um, I'm really bang on in my coaching as well. And my teaching is usually that, that week over ovulation. Um, and then like I mentioned, coming into autumn, this is where I start to slow down a little bit. Um, also helpful because I get very cutthroat in, um, in my autumn. So like any decisions I need to make, and everyone's different. You might avoid them at this time. I usually like can just really clearly say fuck yes or fuck, fuck no at this time. So I use yeah. this time to make decisions and, um, and you know, get things moving. And then, yeah, transition into winter. I'm out. I'm having a breather. I'm recharging the batteries. And yeah. going through it all over again. Yep. Oh, this yep. is amazing. Trace, I've like, we're pretty much out of time, but I feel like we oh could God. just like keep talking to it because we've just gone through so many great topics and I know everyone listening is going to be like this has been fantastic thank you so much um so I'm just going to ask you a final question and this is a question that I ask all of our guests um I want you to imagine your younger menstruating self so back Mm. to your teen and tween times what do you wish that you could have known then that you now know today about your body and your menstrual cycle what a great question. Like three, three guiding tips that you would Ooh. give to your younger yeah. menstruating teen tween self. Yeah. So I think back to when I first started bleeding and I reckon I was 14 or 15 and I actually went to an all girls boarding school. Mm. So um, I remember just the day that I, that I, felt was, I had my bleed at school and I just actually remember being like, so overwhelmed by it just like I don't like I obviously knew I, I, I knew what a period was um but when you finally get it it's such a such a weird time and because I was around so many women that had theirs or didn't I was just like in in the girls world at um at boarding school but I remember kind of just not understanding it and even like talking to my mum about it I was like oh I got I got my thing today like it was just not I didn't even say the word right um 
and it just was never, yeah, I never really spoke about it. So the things looking back to that was um, like, don't, don't be ashamed of it. Like, I think that's a, such an important thing. There's so much mm. around that. Like this, this part of you that's starting to wake up, this womb that's starting to speak, you know, that's starting to, to do its thing is actually going to become one of the most powerful parts of you. If you, if you work with it and if you listen to it and if you lean into it. Um, and also I think like, this is just the start of a really beautiful awakening for you. Like, I think this is so cool, especially with like beautiful, amazing teachers like yourself actually educating on this now, like mm. taking the judgment, taking the shame and being like, this is my fucking superpower. Like if I can work with this, like I'm connected, I'm tapped into like nature's cycles beyond just my body. Isn't like, what? Why are we not taught this in school? You know? I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like preach, right? Um, but I think, yeah, just just taking away any of the emotion and, and being um, so grateful that, that your body is um, doing its thing and guiding you and the more you can just learn to embrace and work with it, the more your life is literally going to flow mm. in more ways than one, right? <laughs> exactly. And we're not just talking about bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh, well, we could really keep chatting and I've loved having you on the show. This has been great, fantastic. Um, I know all of our listeners have loved it too. So, Trace, how can they find you? They're probably thinking, I want to know more about this woman. How can they find yes. you? Like what's the best way to, for them to find you? Come and hang with me on Instagram. I'm known to do a couple little uh, firecracker and Insta stories here and there. Um, get amongst my podcast. I'm really enjoying, I've just started a podcast. I'm really enjoying that. Just short and sweet episodes like yourself, mm -hmm. um, little potent ones. Yeah, I think just come hang with me, connect with me. Let me know if this helped you. Um, yeah. Be sure to go say hi. And yeah. Say thanks. Be a stranger. Yeah. Um, but Trace, thanks so much for joining us on the World One Podcast. I've loved having you on and all of your wisdom. And it's been so beautiful to watch you grow blossom and mm. literally become this fearless, without the fluff, no bullet, no BS, <laughs> like a white worker um, and helping women amplify change. So thank mm. you so much for being a part of the movement of, um, I guess, the higher source for all women. So thank you. Thanks, Darlan. I received that and I reflect it back to you. And thank you so much for showing up for your light work and for your teaching and mm. for reminding women that if we want to be empowered, it starts with being connected to our body. Oh, I love that. So thank, thank you. you. That's a great note to end on. Full yeah. stop. Thanks so Big much. Big love, lady. <laughs> yeah, love you too. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.